Oh my gosh, I am light up, guys. Um, in the Good Company podcast here, Anya, another episode. And this one is so exciting for me because it took me a minute to find um, a, a human design expert that I really wanted to bring on. And I found uh, Livin Clancy uh, in London. And she is a human design expert. And she uh, tells us uh, her very inspiring story, by the way and teaches us all about or actually basics about human design i hope you're going to listen to this uh we were planning for a 30 minutes episode and we were just chatting and chatting and chatting about the human design it's just fascinating modality that helps to get you to know yourself better heal and you know i'm all about healing um and just understand yourself and i think uh, it's it's really fascinating and and uh, you know me if I find something that helps me uh, and betters my life I'm going to tell you about it always and human uh, design is just that um, what a great great conversation with living uh, uh, and and I hope you'll enjoy it Recording progress. Welcome, Living Clancy, straight from London. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm amazing. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh my God, I'm excited. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on because I was looking for um, human design expert and somebody who is, um, um, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, knowledgeable about the subject for a while and then I came across you and I thought oh my god you're so interesting and and um, I want to bring, bring you here um, anyway I usually start it's actually really weird <laughs> I'm sorry but it's like really weird to uh, record without seeing you actually <laughs> oh well I turn it back on let me no, turn it back I'm talking on. to a picture and I'm like oh uh, but it's a good practice Listen, no, I'll turn it back on because I don't want to throw you, but I just, I might look at your chart during it. So in okay. case you're not Sorry. looking at the camera, I'm not ignoring you. <laughs> no, 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 it's just really weird. Uh, but if the connection will be bad, we can, um, uh, we yeah. can just fix it and, and, and go from there. It's, you know, it's a technology. What can we do? Sometimes it doesn't work. But anyway, oh my God, it's so much better to see your beautiful face. Beautiful <laughs> lady, we talk about it before we started the... Uh, now I'm going to call you out. <laughs> we started the recording. We talk about the meaning of your name, which is a beautiful lady, and you should own it because you are one. So, anyway, human design. Before we jump into your story and what the human design is, which I'm so excited to chat about, I usually ask my um, my guests a question that allows us to get uh, each other know very quickly and very deep, which is about. Um, formative, important uh, childhood experience, something that pops for you right now, or maybe you always think about something that was like really important in your childhood that form you maybe what you're doing now, or in any way, maybe good and maybe bad, you know, we heard different stories here, but I feel like it's always a nice way to kind of get to know each other and have a little retro retrospective on there. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was listening to your podcast and I was thinking about what what my childhood oh, is, my baby. I was getting I was getting ready for it. I think I think I'll go for something positive. I guess my my childhood. So I grew up in Ireland. I grew up in Dublin, and I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house. And um, 
my granny and granddad's because my parents both worked like they're both very academic like when I was growing up and I was always very creative and I felt like a bit of an oddball and I think my granny my grand my grandmother really like encouraged my creativity and really like I think when I wasn't maybe doing as well academically she was just very encouraging and always really supported me to be like creative and kind of go on and my initial career was in design like in textile design so I think having her support and um, like my dad's a mathematician like do you know what I mean like he just didn't know what to make what to make of me so I think having her as like a kind of guiding support um, was really helpful and kind of like she died a few years years ago and like I was so devastated because she'd been such a big sort of part of my life I'd grown up and um, but yeah I think that was probably a very helpful person that I had in my life and um, and someone that I you know saw every day and also I think at that time like she was very creative as well but and um, you know when you get married at the age she was like she couldn't work or anything after that so she was kind of couldn't really have a career of her own so she always I think was really into me like having this sort of like creative career and like fulfill sort of all of her and um, all of her aspirations Aww. as well so it was really it was really that's such a beautiful story that was, that was a very pivotal childhood experience I'd say Aww, yeah oh, that's such a beautiful story I'm so glad you had her because uh, yeah, having a parent, one mathematician, I don't know what your mom did. My mom was a lawyer. Oh my God. <laughs> and not, not the- she's, actually the, she's actually a psychotherapist now, so she has changed. And like my, my parents are great, but I think it was just a different, um, I yeah. just like not academic. And yeah. I, found uh-huh. it really challenge- I found school really challenging. So it was nice to have that like kind of creative outlet. Oh, that's awesome. Listen, for my uh, guests before, we had uh, Tyler Page uh, uh, before, and she's uh, she's connecting with angels, so your grandma is always with you still, just FYI, don't worry. Yeah, I know, I always feel her, right? Oh, like, it's emotional thinking about it, yeah. Awesome. thanks for sharing it that's a beautiful story so important to have those people when we grow up to that support us and understand that just feels so much better um so okay so textile because i remember i was um i was um reading about you and you were a designer and you were in textile industry which is so interesting and how this shift like how did you came across human design and decided okay this is what i want to do and uh, and yeah. I thought- yeah totally so I guess like I worked in textiles and um, in design for sort of like all of my 20s and um, I worked in New York and I worked in Dublin and did some work in London and I was always kind of either working in the fashion industry or else like the home design industry and I did really enjoy it but um it kind of it sort of burnt me out a bit basically mm-hmm. and even though I really liked it like I kind of I guess it was about four years ago when I I was freelancing a lot and I had also decided that I wanted to do an MA in illustration. So I was like doing that and it was, I was just working like basically all the time. And I, but simultaneously was like, had a lot of time to myself because I just moved to London and I was doing this MA, but it was very like self-directed. And then the rest of the time I was freelancing like on my own, just like designing from my, from my apartment. So I just had like all of this time to myself. And in a way that I hadn't before, because prior to that, I always like worked in in a studio or like in a design sort of studio where there was like loads of other people around. 
and which I'd never kind of spent that much time sort of what in my working life on my own so I think I was very lonely to be honest but also it gave me a massive amount of time to do a lot of like self-reflection and like inner work and I was listening to just loads of podcasts like loads of personal development books like all the things and I just discovered human design and was like what the hell is this (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was like what the hell is this okay I'm a projector instantly resonated with it and I also so um I guess like I I kind of whittled my freelance work down to like just like two days a week and and then that was kind of aligned with being a projection I was like okay this is resonating I was still doing a lot of work on my MA stuff but I I don't know whatever way my work schedule was it was working for me a bit more than I could had been and I sort of just started to like slowly lean into more of my like projectorness and like learned more about it and kind of just learned more about like when I was younger like even when I was in school and stuff like I used to always get sick and I think it was just because I was like overworking myself and I just was like constantly wrecked so when I found human design and discovered more about my type and the way my energy works and and all of that it just sort of slowly really resonated Mm -hmm. and even I think about four years ago when I first heard I was like oh my god this is amazing like it'd be so cool to be a human design reader because I was listening to this woman I think it was Jenna Zoe actually and she was doing it and I was like yeah and I was like oh my god that's so cool but I was also simultaneously like oh my god like what will people think like it's such a departure from what I've been doing and like will people think it's like really weird or like do you know what I mean like I just had all these judgments about like what other people think so I wasn't ready to to kind of take that leap and but then I think just over the years I sort of working on my own design stuff and putting myself out there more with that I think gave me more confidence and then just I don't know I just learned more and more about it I was kind of just slowly learning about it in my own sort of energy and my close friends sort of knew I was really into it but like no one else would have known and and yeah people just sort of started asking me for readings like friends and then like people I didn't know you know once I kind of started putting it out there but online and then it's just sort of like slowly emerged like it definitely wasn't planned at all um yeah oh my god I love it and I wouldn't have thought like I would have I guess like I had that intuitive yeah I had that intuitive hit like initially when I first heard about it but then I wasn't ready but then like you know three or four years later now I'm ready so yeah oh my god I love that story I just love I so appreciate it and thanks for sharing that because I think it is just so much courage, like you said, you know, going against and shifting things in your life, you know, we never love, we never like change and like any kind of shifts in our life is so uncomfortable. And then having the societal or our in-head pressure about like what other people will say, this is so different what I'm doing. It's, um, uh, so it's so amazing that you did it and, and, um, and I just admire your courage, you know, I'm doing different things now from what I was doing uh, in advertising marketing and I have the same exact thing and sometimes it stop me because I'm like, oh my God, what my friends is going to, to say like even yesterday when there was a new moon and, and I got this, uh, I got recently into tarot just from perspective of like working on my intuition, like connecting with my subconscious. 
like nothing, you know, I don't want to read tarot just for me. And I posted it and I was just like, so like, oh my God, my friends will say that I went cuckoo and I'm a witch now. <laughs> but it's so much fun, you know, to like discover different modalities and just learn about yourself. And and just like, I, for me, it's, it's joy. And for me as a generator, which we are going to go into because you are a projector, whatever feel good, feel good, feel good feels good for me that's the thing I shall follow so but I love and I love that you shared that and and that you went through that and and it it worked out it's it's I feel like such an expensive story for everybody totally and I actually think people are more open to it now like more ready for it I I really felt like I was gonna have so so fucked up that I'm going to do whatever I want (laughs) that was literally it like during the pandemic it gave me so much confidence to just fucking do whatever inside of intercourse but like just do whatever I want because I was like well I'm not seeing people regularly so I'm not gonna have to like explain myself in person to anybody for months so okay might as well just like let my freak flag fly and then I'll just deal with it later and and yeah like I really thought you know I thought my family would have a lot more resistance to it my sisters like I thought a lot of people in my life would be like this is so weird and I told my sister and she was like, even like, I've known you your whole life. Like, I'm not shocked. Like, you're all, <laughs> you've always been into the weird stuff. Like, I don't know why you think like, because I was like, oh, people will be really surprised like that. I like this kind of stuff. And she was like, I think your version of what you, you know, what you think you're giving away and what you actually are giving away are like two completely different things. So, I yeah, but I do think the world has changed and people are more open to new modalities and people just want to know more information about themselves and have that kind of insight I think yeah and just I feel like you know human design for me when I started first reading and came across it it was just such a big thing of like understanding myself better or my certain behaviors and like following certain things which again we're going to come in uh, and talk about in a minute but it was just so helpful in like even everyday life and like sometimes when you have a decision to make it's it's just so much easier now it's like okay I can blame it on human design but you there's nothing to blame because usually when you follow it it actually helps and and the results are are positive um I love that um okay so let's talk about what is human design because one of the things that I love the most about it and like I'm always drawn to things like this is that they combined different wisdoms right and I think that's what human design is but I will just leave it to the experts to you and just tell us what it is in your words in the simple way so everybody can understand yeah definitely so I guess the easiest way to explain it is it's a system based on your exact time date and place of birth so I guess similar to astrology in that respect and it does it draws from sort of lots of different modalities so it's a kind of quantum system. So it combines like Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah and um, genetics and, um, you know, yeah, lots of different modalities yeah. basically, and it brings them all together. And basically you get a body graph, which is kind of your energetic sort of user manual. And um, so it sort of gives you a blueprint for how you can best use your energy in a way to like experience the most sort of ease and flow in your life so it can be really helpful to like basically there's like different strategies to make decisions and it can be really helpful to learn how you can best navigate relationships like career there's sort of so many different aspects you can sort of um learn about yourself and and there's you know 
everyone's design is very unique to them. So I think there's over like 2 billion different design variations. Um, but sort of like, like high level, there's like five different energy types. So your, your energy type is kind of similar to like your sun sign, say in astrology. Um, in that it's like one fundamental piece of who you are but obviously as anyone knows who's into astrology there's like so many different elements to your yeah. chart once you dive deeper and um, so I don't know if it's helpful will I just run through the five yeah just if you can just say one short sentence about each of them so even like for whoever is not familiar and listens to it it can resonate because like for me like about generators like first thing I find like I learn I was like oh my god I'm such a generator <laughs> totally totally okay cool so I'll start with manifestors and manifestors are about nine eight to nine percent of the population and they're really here to like initiate things get things going they're not here to like people please and they're really here to follow their urges and create and and so yeah that's something about manifestors I would say and then the next type is generators so generators are about 33 percent of the population and they're really here to be the builders so generators have this sort of sustaining energy and when they're doing what they love they're very magnetic and opportunities sort of are drawn towards generators for them to respond to mm-hmm. and then that's, that's your type yeah that's your type we'll, we'll get more into it and um, yeah you resonated immediately with it when you found out didn't oh my you? god like I got chills now, but like when I first started reading about generator, I was like, oh my God, it's so true. Like whenever I do things that I really lights me up, not only I sustain this energy you talked about that I always have a power to do more, 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 but just like everything comes so much easier, you know, versus, uh, versus like I experienced a couple of years back a burnout because I was every day doing something that didn't light me up. I was just like, and it just drained me and then drained me further and et cetera. Never mind. No, okay. it's so true because just one other thing on generators is that, yeah, the whole thing is like, is it lighting you up? And generators have a very strong cycle response. So um, they're kind of like pull towards something or pull away from something or they're like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, like yes or no in the moment. Like, do you want to do something or do you not? And that can be a very good way to know if something's like right or not for you. And for generators, it's all about sort of mastery. So um, really cultivating like what area of your life is it that you really want to master and sort of working towards that, like using your sustainable, your sustaining energy to sort of, cultivate that mastery then the next type is manifesting generators so they're about 33 percent and they are a hybrid of the manifester and the generator Mm -hmm. and basically they're more sort of like a generator in that they also respond to opportunities that come towards them so for generators and manifesting generators it's not about like initiating things or like having to come up with all the ideas yourself it's like and um, sort of seeing what the universe brings towards you. So whether that's like opportunities, like people asking you to do things or even something that you see or someone that you see on Instagram, that's kind of like you're pulled, you're sort of drawn towards, like that's all signs for you to respond to. So um, manifesting generators, they're designed to respond as well. But the difference between a sort of generator and manifesting generator is manifesting generators tend to be more multi-passionate in terms of obviously we're all multi-passionate but in terms of like having lots of different pots boiling and so they can be you know sometimes you'll notice with the manifest and generator they have like three different businesses that they're all working on simultaneously and that you know and they're a mom and they're you know they normally tend to be very busy 
um, and they're very fast. So sometimes they can skip maybe steps and have to go back. Maybe I'm a manifesto generator because that's you might have you might have some. So that's the thing because um, there's some channels and gates and stuff that are manifesting oh, our manifesto generator channel so it's like we all have all of this within us and it's not to say that because I think sometimes even like with projectors and we'll get on to this but it can feel like oh only manifesting generators can do several things but actually like we can all do something you know, we can all yeah. do lots of things and um, but it's more so that they just have a lot of energy to kind of burn through so even like it might not necessarily look like having lots of different work things but maybe having different friend groups or having different hobbies or like mm-hmm. having sort of a lot of things on the go yeah because they have a lot of energy to play with and um, but obviously like we're all multi-passionate and um, yeah, yeah and then I guess the next type is projectors which is I'm you a projector yeah. yes that's me and projectors are kind of like the natural sort of guides leaders and um, they kind of guide other people's energy so it's not about doing all the doing yourself as a projector it's really design for you right yeah yeah that's why I really loved human design because it was like okay I'm guiding other people's energy and and although I love creating myself and I I am still like I do still like make art and everything but it's like it's on my timeline so the thing with being a projector is you're kind of only designed to do three to four hours of output work a day that's kind of optimum and then the rest of the time is like input it's like feeding your brain like learning so it's not all output whereas like generators or manifesting generators could kind of output all day till they're till they're kind of like burnt yeah. out and then it's like okay I'm done for the day whereas projectors just work slightly differently with their energy mm-hmm. so kind of allowing yourself to rest and have that kind of ebb and flow and I think for projectors it can be challenging because the kind of dominant energy um, is generator and manifesting generator so you can feel like am I just a bit lazy and yeah. but actually like energy just, just works differently and what you say you just need to allow yourself actually to be lazy um right totally yeah yeah I think so and I think knowing recognizing that you know when you're because I think sometimes projectors can be like oh I'm just honoring my energy but it's like mm, are you just avoiding you know are you just avoiding something that you don't want to do like you know we all know when we're doing that but I think yeah ultimately you know getting burnt out is really big for projectors so I think making sure that you take time to rest you know you don't need to be going hustling all the time like I don't really think any type really needs to be hustling and um, but just taking that time to to yeah to honor your rest and to kind of restore and your energy and to really hone whatever it is that you're really interested in because you're designed to be recognized but projectors need to wait for an invitation from others before they like share advice so often um you know projectors can see ways that people could do things more do things more efficiently and but that sort of need that energy needs to be invited in because it's a very sort of penetrating energy so for example like with me being a projector like I wouldn't say to someone like, oh, I need to give you a reading or like, you know, because yeah. that would be repelling, you know, yeah. you know, whereas like what really works is if someone like, let's say you, like you asked me to be on the podcast, like I didn't like DM yeah. and be like, can yeah. I be on your podcast? You know what I mean? And like, obviously, you know, sometimes you can feel into someone's energy and you can feel yeah. like you have a resonance there. So, you know, it can be literal invitations and also sort of energy and um, invitations as well it's kind of be kind of nuanced 
Um, yeah. Yes. So then the next type and the last type is reflectors and they are the most rare of all the types and they're 1% of the population. And they basically have a sampling aura. So they change a lot throughout the month. They're also kind of governed by the lunar cycle. So um, they will feel very differently from day to day. So some days they might feel like a generator, other days it might feel like a manifesting generator or projector. Oh, <laughs> So it can be, there'll be kind of a, a rhythm to it in terms of like month to month, there'll be like a similarity and um, but there is that sort of like changing nature. So what's really helpful for reflectors is to allow themselves a full like 28 day like lunar cycle when they're making really big decisions so that they can feel into the different energies and, and then come to a conclusion or come to a decision that feels really energetically correct for them and not designed to move fast. But obviously, you know, like if you have to make a decision, you know, just tune into your intuition or or what another thing that can be helpful for reflectors too is to use um, other people, like trusted people in their lives as sounding boards so they can kind of um, air out, you know, what's going on for them. And for yeah. reflectors, it's really important that they're in a good environment because reflectors sort of act like a mirror. So they're mirroring back the energy that of the environment that they're in. So being in an environment where they feel really good is really going to be help, helpful for their well-being and um, yes yeah, so it's really important oh my god I feel like it's so hard to be a reflector like it's how yeah. helpful like somebody who doesn't know that it's they are a reflector how helpful it would be to find out uh, find out this about this modality and kind of like try to navigate like if you are so tangible like oh my gosh um, I think it would be so eye-opening for somebody who is like, you know, feels like constantly changing in the in, during the month, and it almost feels like split personality or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, I know, it's really interesting. We're even having that awareness of. So basically, what I was saying earlier about the body graph. So um, we all have different centers. You know, most of the types will have some centers that are defined, which is yeah, kind of your. Like Sorry, whoever is going to like Google human design, the first thing that will pop up is like the like the, the body graph. Yeah. That's what you're referring. So it's like a yeah. graph and the centers are the squares or, or triangles and the channels are the channels that connect those, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so when you search, you know, if you've never looked at your body graph before and you're looking at it right now, you know, it looks you know very unusual and you know yeah. you're not expected to oh know what God, anything what means so yeah like it takes a bit of time to like understand what everything means and um, but what I was just going to say there is that the the centers are basically the different shapes and where the, the centers are colored in doesn't matter what color they are and um, but wherever they're colored in is basically your kind of consistent energy that you're giving out so it's kind of like a strength that you have and a, just a natural way of being consistently and then wherever there's white in your chart so wherever the shapes are white it just means that you're taking in and um, amplifying the energy of the people around you and it's also here where you're here to develop wisdom so reflectors for example are the only type that will have all of their centers open or white which basically just means that they're taking and amplifying all of the energy but the interesting thing about reflectors is that they have a sampling aura but their aura works very differently to the other types. So even though they're very open, it's almost like a kind of like Teflon, if you know what I mean. So they're not fully absorbing um, anyone else's energy. Like in some ways, um, projectors are actually like, it can be a bit more sensitive than reflectors just because of the way their energy works, because it's more absorbing. 
and then then reflectors but yeah I think you know it's so fascinating I think to have that information I think to anyone growing up um, and particularly the non-energy types like which are reflectors um, and projectors I think would be very you know I would have found that very helpful (laughs) if I'd known I, I find it so helpful, um, but also, you know, um, I was just thinking about, um, you know, the the potential of using it, like now when I know about it and I run a chart for each of my girls, um, I know that my uh, younger one is a generator and my older one is a projector. And I kind of um, try to teach them and like with the generator, with my uh, little one, I totally like when she says no, I am totally now acknowledging no, she doesn't feel it. I'm not going to push it because I also want her to learn this self-trust and this, you know, that she can go with whatever she feels because that's how she's designed. And it was just so magical to to understand it. And, And now I really... Uh, obviously she's a kid so it's not like I will always uh, allow everything and whatnot but I I try to like in a specific situation to honor her uh, need and then if she doesn't feel it and uh, or or if she's super excited about it we go with it because I know it's something that lights her up Mm, I think that's I feel like it's a little bit harder uh, because my my older daughter does not ask for invitation to give me her reflection, but she does like her opinion, but she really is an observer, which is funny. And she does observe and then give you the advice. So I feel like we have to work on the part of like, wait for invitation to give it advice because she just like, she constantly tell me that I have to get a life and not repeat of hers. that's so funny yeah that definitely I think teaching teaching that I'm sure like you know over time it probably will be easier and maybe it's hard to like take it from your mom um yeah she's probably like I don't want to listen but yeah like human design was kind of created well it's a channel system but it was sort of in the intent was really for children because um really yeah like I think when when Ra he's the name of the guy who channeled the whole system he really spoke about thinking about it more from the perspective of like helping children, like helping the next generation rather than like, obviously it's very helpful for adults, but you know, if you grow up and this is the way you've always grown up, it's like, you don't question who you are. And, um, you know, cause even what you're saying there about your generator and um, daughter, like, I think often we can get, um, I think particularly with generators, you know, because because you have so much energy and you can do so many things and you can people can kind of like you said like leech onto that and want a slice of the energy and and you can kind of maybe get used to doing things you don't want to do to like please others yeah and it can get harder like if you have that like programming you know from being a child and I know you're really into Lacey's work as well which I am as well so yeah. you know all about the, you know, all yeah. the programming that goes down in childhood and everything. And if that's kind of reinforced like over years, it can take some time, you know, to decondition from all that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so can you tell uh, me and us a little bit more about channels? Cause that's the only thing I got the reading while ago and I had all this like information about like my channels and what they mean but honestly I don't fully grasp it but so what is the purpose of them like just like you describe a little bit maybe of, of the each type 
like how can they can be because they they talk about your strength your talents right like um am i am i thinking right or yeah totally so basically the the channels they're sort of a derivative from the I Ching, which is um basically sort of lots of different aspects of life. So in, in some ways, you know, we all contain all of these elements within us, but some of the, some, you know, where you have gates and where you have channels is sort of what you are kind of designed to express that energy, you know, but it's, it's sort of, it's a totality of the whole of us. So, so let me explain it a bit better. So basically gates are aspects of where you have a defined gate is sort of like a trait that you have. And then a channel is sort of like completing that cycle. So let's say, so let's say take the channel like 515, for example. So gate five, so you have gate five, which is all about like routine. It's all about like rituals, having, having like some kind of consistent ritual that you do sort of like every day or, or some aspect of your life that is very routine based. And so is that, is that something that you have? Yeah, and uh, honestly, I just got chill when you said that because like uh, really my life got so much better, my psyche, my energy and everything when I really focused on applying this routine, you know, like it took me a while because obviously I also re read a lot of like self-help book and you try different things and I really had to tailor it to me. So I just looked what works and what puts me in the best vibe for a day and best energy and finally I had this routine which I am also switching from time to time because I think it's also my thing that I have to like uh switch up uh to not get bored but I have this specific stuff I do in the morning uh like journaling like meditating like exercising like drinking specific things and and since I implemented it like oh my god it's just such a flow such a better flow and the day I don't do it I feel it all day and I can't wait until god I'm getting chills uh, I feel it until the next day when I can start over and like set myself reset myself and um and go from there yeah so totally yeah yeah totally and what's really interesting about that is so I have the opposite gate so I have the linking I have the other gate that creates a channel so mm -hmm. we're like connecting we're electro they call it electromagnetic connection and that's kind of like chemistry so often like you'll find like you'll be attracted to people and you know romantically or or just in general if they have sort of an opposite end of a connection because then together you kind of make that channel but the 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 gate that i have is gate 15 which is called like the love of humanity or else it's also called the gate of extremes whereas it's sort of the opposite of that it's like not routine it's like extremes it's like the oh. kind of person that will like you know well i don't really do this but i can sometimes like you know like wake up i like you know, four o'clock in the morning one day and then the next day sleep until like nine or like, you know, it's very sort of like changeable, but it's basically that gate is to understand humanity's extreme and then be able to kind of have a love for, lo for lots of different types of people. It's kind of like a love of diversity through loving and understanding the own extremes within yourself. So like I definitely can be an extreme person at times. So it's interesting. So yes, yeah, so it's good for you, right? It's like it, it creates good energy for you, right? Because you yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I I really be a nightmare. Like if somebody like somebody wakes me up at four a.m., it's like oh my god. <laughs> 
I wake up at five and then I have my lemon water and then I do seven things and then yeah. it's to me. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because I think I resist that for a long time. We're like, that's not necessarily the way it plays out for me, but I definitely can be like extreme in terms of like, I'll be really into something and then like I move on to something else or, or even like I might work out really intensely one week and then the next week, like I don't do anything. And, and that's just sort of like the way I am. I think I've always, that's been always my sort of natural nature, but I think I felt, I don't know, I think there's just so much around having a morning routine. And I definitely do have like a morning routine to an extent, you know, like I'll have my cup of tea, like I'll, you know, do some yeah. meditating, whatever, you know what I mean? Like I do do morning practices, but it, they'll change every day. Like it's not always the same. Some days I go for a walk, some days I'll start working immediately, you know, like it's very all over the place. And yeah, it's just interesting. So I think that that's a great example of, you know, when you see within your chart, like when I saw that found out about myself or when you found that out about yourself, it kind of just reaffirms something that you already kind of inherently know about yourself. But sometimes I think just through sometimes social media and just the world in general, I think I think sometimes your your gifts can luckily be kind of like reinforced, you know, for example, but sometimes they also because I think what's interesting too just touching on you know being a manifester I think a lot of the like kind of self personal development world is very geared towards manifester languaging it's kind of like you know go out and get this and like initiate and you need to be like you know kind of like messaging people and all that kind of stuff whereas like that isn't really that suitable for most people you know like, like for manifestors they are designed to initiate and it is correct for them to like you know, un- maybe send an uns- unsolicited email or like really reach out and um, to someone that they, they, they don't know and kind of get things going and follow their urges. Whereas that sort of energy, it can be repelling to like the wrong people, but the right people will be like magnetized towards that energy. Whereas like if a projector, well, certainly in my experience, like anytime I've really tried to kind of like reach out in the past, you know, or even just like when I used to apply for jobs and, you know, if I was just like sending off a resume or something to a job application, like I would literally never hear anything back. And it was only, well, we'll get into this maybe with the profile, but because you also have a four in your profile and I'm a two four and the four line is all around like your community and your net, your social network and kind of getting opportunities through people, you know, and sort of cultivating that. And that's a really key piece. So anyone with a four in their profile, they will probably find that like a lot of their work and success or you know even relationally and you know getting into romantic relationships often can be like a friend or a friend of a friend or someone kind of within your circle so just that's how I met my husband friend is this friend (laughs) at work at work (laughs) yeah double trouble yeah yeah so so interesting um I like whoever is uh, listening and if they still don't understand like why it's so amazing to have this knowledge and self-awareness like you said just to understand yourself better because I like you know about going back to this routine in gate five which I wasn't even aware that I have that but if like I had my reading and somebody said okay you know you have gate five so it really means you need to embrace those routines create it try it and then you know when you try it and and it feels so flowy because it, I feel like you know human design is all about energy and and when you use it correctly and apply it correctly it's this energy flow you get like you feel like you are in the flow and align with you right totally totally I love 
Yeah. Another aspect that I was just thinking, speaking to your design is, and it's so interesting that you have a podcast. Well, something super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess a couple of things, but like really interesting to have a podcast because you have what's called an open throat, which just means that you um, have an undefined throat. And often with people that have undefined throats, it's like a, um, a strong sort of flexibility in the way you can communicate and the ability to communicate in a way that lots of different people can understand and being able to kind of tailor your message to sort of fit, suit your audience which I think is very good skill if you're an interviewer if you have your own podcast and you also have um the gate of storytelling so telling your story and that's in in your incarnation cross as well so that's like a really important aspect of your design and um, is storytelling and sharing your own story and then there's also this other piece around like transformation is a really big theme in your life. So your own personal transformation, transforming the people around you. And that's kind of going to be a continuous sort of aspect um, of your life. Yeah. Oh my God, it's such a true because I love like some of my friends say that I'm oversharing, but I love like, I'm not oversharing for attention. I just love this idea that we are living in a, a, such a lonely world and we have the thoughts and, and ideas. And, and I just love this element of inspiration that, you know, if one person is going to read it and get inspired or understand themselves better or, or accept themselves in the way, because I shared something, it's just like, I love, I love sharing my stories. And I, and it's interesting Lovely. that you said about open throat because I do podcasts, but then recently again, I was struggling for a long time to with the idea of like, oh my God, what everybody think uh, will think. But I decided to like write my little poetry and and like this way of like sh sharing um, uh, and and speaking my truth or communicating. It's it's so true that, mm -hmm. that I love that and it and it really. Uh, it really brings me a lot of joy and I feel like very aligned when I do it, you know, it, yeah. maybe not everybody understand that, but it uh, looks like some people do. So <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I think the thing with the open throat is like, sometimes there can be a fear of like, of, of speaking or, you know, that can play into it, but just knowing that you will know when it's the right time to speak and, yeah. and you trusting that. And then you also have interesting what you're saying there about, um, you have this element too that's very much around self-expression and being that sort of creative role model through expressing yourself. So that kind of tying in with the um, storytelling aspect, I think really goes together with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? It's so fascinating. I can't, I can, like, I literally, like, sometimes when I have a, a time and dig more in the, the, the thing I, the, the chart that I was, um, I did a while ago it's just fascinating to like remind yourself like hey remember about this talent this quality this be careful about this is this anything in your chart that when you did your own human design that was like holy shit that just makes so much sense holy shit okay there was a few things actually and um, well the first thing I'd say was uh, my profile which is two four and if you don't know profile it's basically there's um, it's made up of six numbers and each person has sort of like, well, numbers one to six, basically, and each one is a different archetype. So the number one is investigator. Number two is like the natural or the hermit. Number three is experiment, experimenter. Number four is the opportunist or networker. Number five is a problem solver. And number six is a role model. So just in case, you know, if you want to look up, that's kind of like a rough guide. And basically yeah. mine is two, four. 
which is the two is like the hermit natural and basically I always felt and the four is all about like opportunities about community about being out in the world and I always felt such a pull between having this hermit nature of like loving being my own energy like loving like quietly designing in the corner not talking to anybody and then also this like pull to like chat and like you know like now like I'm absolutely loving this conversation and like love connecting but you know that like and it just it felt like there's two people living inside me and like there's a wrestle for like you know who is actually me and you know and some profiles are, are more like harmonic and but that one isn't necessarily you know there is always going to be that tension between feeling like a hermit but also feeling like a social butterfly and not knowing which one you are and so that was definitely a big like and what a relief to understand uh, this about yourself that this is just who you are like you like to chat and you like to just shut down and go to solitude and not see anybody because you love that too right yeah yeah it just gave me permission to be myself because I always judged myself and I think my sisters have quite different designs to mine and they are more kind of always social and I felt like (laughs) such a hermit and I was like oh my god am I a loser yeah I was like oh my god am I a loser like (laughs) so I just want to be on my own drawing but then but then I found out about that I was like okay what a relief um <laughs> so that was that was a big one for me I love it. um yeah and I think also just some other energies like I'm trying to think like it's so projectory but I'm like obsessed with everyone else else's chart I'm like not as into my own but like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think I think also um so I'm have spenic definitions so so like we kind of touched on this earlier but basically there's different um I'm not sorry I've spleen definition but um my spleen's defined but my authority is splenic so there's different authorities so I was saying earlier so your authority is is sacral so that's sort of like that in the moment like yes or no and sort of knowing that kind of gut response and but actually there's like some other types so the most common type is actually emotional and um, yeah, I'll just touch on everyone else's and then I'll get to mine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're like, wait, let's look at yeah, yours. Like, I'm like, whatever. let's look at yours. <laughs> no, but I was just thinking, because other people might be listening, they're like, okay, well, I want to know yeah. mine. So, um, okay, so emotional, which is the most common. And that basically just means that you need to give it like a day or two. You have an, if you have an emotional center defined, you have this sort of emotional wave which just means that you will experience a range of emotions. And, you know, if you if you sort of make a decision very impulsively with that, you might be on like the high of that wave or the low of that wave. And then later on, you might be like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I actually don't want to do that at all. So actually like waiting a day or two until you're in sort of an emotionally neutral place is like the right move if you have emotional definition. And the second most common is sacral, which is what I was just saying there, that sort of in the moment gut response, yes or no. And then the third most common is splenic, which is my one, which is that sort of like intuitive, knowing, quiet voice. So um, it's not as visceral as the gut, like as a sacral response, it's much quieter. So if you do have a splenic um, definition or splenic authority, it's really about cultivating those moments where you have quietness and so you can kind of tap into it because you know in the spleen is where fear this where the sort of it's fear and intuition so the more you can kind of like quieten down those fears the more you can listen to your intuitive voice and know what the right move is for you basically and so they're the sort of most common ones and there's ego authority which is around just like what is sort of selfishly the right thing for you to do 
which sounds kind of funny but it's basically like what do you have the desire to do like what do you have the willpower to do and whatever that is is like the right decision and just trusting that that will be right for for other people if it's right for you and then there's self-projected authority and that just means sort of speaking aloud what what you're thinking so having a trusted friend or someone that you can go to that can be a sounding board where you can kind of just vent and talk everything through and then through hearing your own voice you will sort of come to a conclusion of whether a decision is right for you or not um, and then there's environmental which um, we're kind of getting this we're dwindling down to like very few percent of the population but just in case there's someone listening and um, so environmental is basically like going to different places and that feel really good to you and that will help you to kind of make decisions and so maybe have a particular like coffee shop or a particular walk that you do that kind of taps you into um into coming to that sort of decision and also and um, using other people as a sounding board can be really helpful for that so similar to the self-projected and um, doing that too and then the last type I mentioned earlier is that lunar authority and that's just for reflectors so waiting that full 28 day sort of lunar cycle and um, to come to big decisions so yeah that's all the authorities but I think for me finding out about the splenic one and um, was really good I never really resonated with the like you know gut response thing because like you know people always say like trust your gut trust your gut and like you know a lot of people don't have a defined gut so they don't have that you know I think people think of it as oh my intuition but I think they actually are being felt quite differently and mm -hmm. so that really helped me to sort of learn about that yeah oh my god it's so interesting and just again so everybody understand you can be like generator with uh authority which is kind of like how you make decision that is uh sacral so there can be different combination of everything different gates and when you pull again your human design you can see it and they usually is like a, a little description but what i love about it and i think you said it about it uh, said it already is this like kind of i always already always say and i think about it a lot that we are just all so different like starting with our fingerprints and human design get getting chills again provides just that it's like a very personalized kind of map of yourself that can really help you help you navigate like how to get to the best flow of yours and best energy flow and for like for you when you learn about your um splenic right no you are yeah, you know, splenic authority yeah it's like for me this god is like such so, so something that i'm still this god trusting my god is something that i'm still working on but it's so beautiful when i get it like i just literally light up in my belly and i'm like oh my god now i understand because i had to also like develop trust to myself because of the you know different childhood situation that happened or growing up so that's a different story but now when i'm getting to that moment and i can feel that it's just and it's really those decisions are really the best decisions and i never ever um in last several months regret anything that i felt that uh in my gut and i again i wish i knew it earlier <laughs> i know i know it can be so hard to trust i think because you know in sort of you know the western world there is just such an emphasis placed on logic and you know and I think you know that is a big sort of emphasis in human design is like you know we're all designed to make to use our body basically to to um give us insight into what the right thing to do is and not rely on our mind like because obviously there are aspects you know to our mind but our our head and our mind are really for like inspiration and, and ideas and cultivating those it's not about like coming up with um sort of decisions and I think you know even for people that are listening and um, 
you know, sometimes it can be hard, you know, to make those, let's say if it's a generator listening and they really want to start using their sacral more, a couple of tips that can be helpful is, I guess, having someone ask you sort of like yes or no questions can be quite a good way to kind of engage that sort of sacral response. So yeah. even, you know, people saying like, do you want to, you know, have pizza for dinner? Like, yes or no. And kind of going with that first, in you know, sort of gut instinctive response. Um, and then you can kind of work your way up to like bigger questions like, you know, do you like your job? Or like, do you want to stay in this job? Or do you want to, you know, do you want to move? Or all of that can like sort of expand and I think too even just maybe keeping a journal entry of you know awareness of when you are saying yes when you mean no because I know sometimes you're like well I just have to do this you know for whatever reason you don't feel like you can say no in that moment and I think just starting to are you talking to me now because I feel like you are really talking to me now oh, really no in the background that it's like literally I was like what are you living <laughs> what are you telling yeah, yeah. But I think, no but I think it's true it's like you know yeah sometimes you have to you know we live in a world where sometimes we feel like we just have to do things and maybe that's true um but I think just taking note of that and cultivating awareness and I think you know the more awareness you have then the more you can sort of start to start to make those shifts um, and it gets easier over time you know definitely does like especially when you first hear all this information it's just like oh my god and um, but they say like in human design I mean I don't know if I fully agree with this but and that's the thing too like I don't necessarily agree with every single aspect of human design and um, but I think it's a system that works to I think it's a system that is very very useful and it's definitely been like massively useful to me but um Ra the guy that um de, that guy that channeled it said that it takes kind of like seven years to con decondition from when you first learn about your human design so it takes seven years to kind of like let go of um all the sort of aspects of you that aren't actually you and so yeah just something to like kind of think about that it does you know it does take time and and you know also you like to find easy. out like let's say the best flows for you and reactions and approaches and then decondition whatever was prior right that's what you're talking about yeah I think it's just kind of like incorporating it over time so like you know it might take Got a bit it. of time to like fully but you know I I don't know I think you know he channeled it sort of in the late 80s so I think we're moving you know we're moving faster now I think I like to think that people can kind of transition <laughs> faster you know I don't want to wait in seven years well I'm already four years in so three years to go not too much um, yeah, but it's yeah. yeah, it is definitely a process to like now when I have decisions, I remember you know about certain things, and it, it's a process to learn that. That hey, uh, tackle back and be like, hey, what my God is saying, or how does it feel? Does it does it you know um, give me energy or it drains me? And in and, and um, yeah. I told you maybe okay, not seven years, hopefully no. not. But <laughs> but even for you, so like you also have um an open um G center, which just means that like basically being in an environment that is is good for you is like nurturing for you is like really important. Like your environment, like your physical environment, so like your house, the place that you live, and you know the people that you're kind of surrounding yourself by is like so important. And so yeah, that just came in there because I was thinking about. I guess tapping into or like having awareness of like how different places make you feel just thinking for other people that are listening and you know just cultivating awareness really yeah oh my god it's so funny that you said that because lately it came to my mind I was um I went with um with my daughters and my husband to the pool 
it's like a you know a community pool and it's nice and everything but it's just like chlorine and like just like being there like just felt so uh I just felt so uncomfortable for some reason and now like they are going but I'm like I'm not going there I just don't like it there I don't like I don't feel well there I don't I don't even know why but I don't even question I don't have time to like yeah you don't need to I think people that have open seas is like you go into a restaurant and you're like no like there's something about it like it's just an instant no and like you totally follow that you know don't it's a great strength that you have that you can kind of instantly know whether some an environment is right for you or not and really like trust that and I because I think you know like I was saying earlier like areas that are white in our chart is like where we can develop a lot of wisdom so definitely something to play with there for sure yeah Um, okay one more question oh my god I feel like we are so over time but we can talk about it I hope you don't have to run like so one other thing that came to me like when I was um, kind of preparing to chat with you and looking at my chart um, which is so interesting which is just clicked for me and actually for my husband because talking to him about it um, was uh, kind of sense right in human design they also um, you can check what is kind of your sense right like your leading sense yeah Uh, and for me I have touch and I was like what the heck but then when I looked at it I literally whenever I go whatever I do like I have to touch it and I love something that feels good like you know I started my own company and it's a it's connected to fabrics and I never can make a decision uh like on the on the design I can but I have to like always go to my uh, vendor and like touch the fabric and then lately it was so funny because I got this blanket that is like super soft and it's like super like a it's like a fake fur and nothing brings me more joy like lying under this blanket and touching it and it's just so weird I get so energized by this blanket because I'm like oh my god this feels so good because it's just so soft and then we're um also talking with my husband because he is um uh what is it taste and at first we were like okay taste is it like you know taste like taste buds but it's more of like you know creating your own kind of style taste it's also about food but uh, it was very interesting to see how he is about like so adamant about it like he really only like he just filters through like clothes and different brands and he's very selective he just likes specific things and the same with music he knows a lot but he just go for a specific thing and it's just so interesting when we're talking how like how he curates like based on his tastes uh, because that's his sense which was fascinating to me. I was like, oh my God, I never thought of it, but I'm a really touchy person. Like I really, you know, when somebody like my friend has something new on, I'm like, can I touch it? Can I, like, I never understood why. I always wanted to feel it with my sense, like the touch sense. I also smell it, but smell things a lot. But, you know, it's just so interesting. Can you can you talk about it a little bit? Like how? Uh, yeah, definitely. Friends? Definitely. That's kind of like, uh, I guess, a deeper element of human design but it's totally fascinating like um yeah having that kind of like sense like mine is feeling and I was just when I found that out I was like oh my god yeah because I'm such a like I sort of I just have a feeling I just like know something I you know I just kind of instantly just have this feeling 
feels good right yeah it just like feels good like it just was like oh yeah of course you know and and another sort of thing that people might be interested in too is well it's kind of like a deeper aspect of human design but it's sort of similar and sort of area is like kind of environment so like there's different environments that are good so yours is shores which is basically like kind of like melting pots where like lots of people come together like um multiple like different cultures like being in that kind of environment is like a really good place for you to be in and um, did you know that no I didn't but it totally makes sense because like I didn't never feel like super good in Poland because there was like there wasn't this uh, melting pot and I love like when like I love I always live in Chicago in areas that are like multicultural cultural my god I can't pronounce it with a lot of different cultures let's say it this way and uh and I love that I feel that I love like getting inspiration from other people just observing that people are living different way than me I just love that feeling Mm. it's totally true yeah because that's sort of getting into like PHS so I'd say though for most people listening if you've never heard of like human design I wouldn't worry about that those aspects too much because what they sort of say within human design the best place to start is to kind of really get your really get your energy type down and really get your strategy and authority down yeah and then the more you sort of live out those sort of natural ways of being you will kind of naturally probably um, gravitate towards those things or you will have more of aware awareness around your sense or your environment or what you know that will probably resonate with with you more and you know obviously sometimes people are naturally living their design and that's just they're just naturally very intuitive and aligned like that but some people like completely aren't and so it can you know it can resonate with people at at different stages as well and just one other thing to kind of um, finish on I think it's important to you know to I guess to hear all this information this is the first time you've heard it you know to kind of go in with an open mind you know that was definitely how I got into human design I just had an open mind I'd encourage you to just try it out you know you don't have to believe any of this it's an experiment and um, it can be so valuable so I guess I take what resonates leave the rest that's definitely my motto with it and yeah it's just super fun I know it's so much fun oh my god I hope really whoever's listening will um, um, just pull their chart or reach out to you and do a reading because it's it's a very very interesting and helpful and again even if you're living according to some aspects of the design it's just like with you and uh and this uh need to be alone or be in the group and be chatty like it's just so uh, reaffirming and and just makes you feel better about yourself and understand yourself better so i love that Oh my God. Thank you. Living. It was so awesome. We can chat. I feel like I was like, I always try to keep it like around 30 minutes and we are already at like hour and 10, but I have to ask <laughs> the last question. I'm going to share all your links uh, where people can get human design. Maybe some of my friends from Europe or even, you know, now we are living just so technically everywhere so they can reach out to you and get a ring because it's really, really interesting. But uh, is there anything specific that you have coming up or you want to share or just reach out to you via Instagram or email and you are there to to help? Yeah, so I'm at Aligning Great on Instagram and I'm there quite a lot, share quite a lot about, about, um, about human design there. and yeah just reach out and I have a website it's aligningcreate.co and yeah just love connecting with people so 
Awesome. I will include the links again, like I said. But the one more question I always ask is there is anything that you are currently obsessed with that helps you run your business? Or is it a app, book, podcast, whatever that you are just like loving and, and want to share? And it's it, it, it's something that really uh, you know helps you run the business or life or just inspires you, anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Oh God. And um, there's like so many things. Um, what helps me well I guess I guess like I well I know you're already really big into this but like I'm so into to be magnetic I think that has helped me so much like along my journey I think um just introduced me to so many different um aspects and I'm part of um a sort of whatsapp group from that and I've just learned about so many other things so I think finding something like that like podcasts for me has just been like so helpful so I think that's probably like number one and um, something else that helps me maybe slightly off topic but I think really aligning with my menstrual cycle like learning about that and learning about how sort of yeah. I really take that into consideration when I'm planning my sort of my month of my business so that I'm not like scheduling a lot of stuff like when I'm like if I think I'm going to be like you know the day or two before my period like I try to not like schedule a load of like clients are like a lot of stuff oh, that's going to be fine. quite tiring so I try to align with that like as best as I can like obviously it's not always possible and um, but yeah I just try to be like a bit gentler with myself like just before I get my period and kind of just take a bit of time maybe offline and um, so that's a, definitely a big tool and I think you know I think a lot of people are talking about that right now but I think I wish for yourself you know you can kind of like architect your schedule in a way that really works for you so I think taking advantage of that like is really um key I love that oh my god such a good point I never really I always like run through my life with so much energy <laughs> and I but it's such a good to kind of like align even with like the, the how our body works especially as a woman right it's like something that we don't think about or are not taught to think about and it's so important because um yeah even our level of energy based on that changes right totally and like you know I'm saying all this now but like before normally like before I get my period like I'm not great at tracking it and I'll just be like really down in the dumps and I'm like oh, oh, oh what's <laughs> happening and then it's like I'm grand again so it's like I need to just like I you know and ever since then I've kind of just been like okay I'm actually gonna just like allow myself to just take a bit of time off around that time or not work as hard and really fit it into my schedule a lot better there's a um, woman called um Vianney and she's on status flow collective I think it's her Instagram and she I had her on my podcast ages ago and um yeah she talks a lot about all of this and um, aligning with your menstrual cycle like yeah it's really fascinating topic and definitely there's a book woman code um which oh, I heard about that. Really, yeah I read that a few years ago and that really was like eye-opening because I didn't know anything about the like four stages of the menstrual cycle like all I knew about was like you bleed and then you don't you know so I think like when I learned some more I was like okay this makes a lot more sense but yeah okay. I could babble on for ages so I'll stop <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I think I need to dig it more for my girls too. Like, I feel like I'm like on such a mission to like learn um, everything I can even more and just share it. Um, so they do things better. Uh, but that's such a good point. Thanks. Thanks, Livin. So appreciate it so much. Oh my God. It was so good. We, I like, I already have like more questions, but we can't, we can't. It's like <laughs> hour and a half. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. That was